you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Welcome to We Are Survivors, a podcast about The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part 2. I am Jarrett, but you can call me Ja, and I am here with my friend Bobby Schussler, also known as Blazing Bob. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, and the last episode, we talked about Billstown, we went through Pittsburgh, we went through the suburbs, and honestly, that's one of the meatiest chunks of the game. That's like, technically speaking, like I would say chapters four through six, I would say. I'm not game. sure. Yeah, I never paid attention to the chapter numbers, so I'm not sure. Well, I mean, I guess it depends because they don't have actual chapter numbers, but I think it's you can determine based on, you know, location um, change location change and cutscene and stuff like that i mean technically speaking you can also say there's only three chapters there's the fall there's the oh sorry there's a spring oh no sorry there's a fall there is the winter and there's a spring you can say technically speaking oh true but yeah you can also say that but for the sake of this show especially with the way we're uh naming the episodes we're gonna say there's 12 chapters um actually i don't know i think also in like maybe the um the the strategy guy breaks in at 12 chapters but but yeah so on, on this episode we are going to dive into tommy's dam we're going to talk about what happened at the university and also talk about the lakeside resort so the last thing that happened in the last of us uh and at the end of the suburbs was sam was hiding that he was infected that's henry's little brother the next morning he's turning he attacks ellie Henry ends up killing him, and then Henry turns the gun on himself. It was a pretty intense scene. And now we're at the dam. Uh, You know, Joel and Ellie are trying to get to Tommy, which is Joel's brother. Ellie doesn't know this yet, but Joel wants to leave Ellie with Tommy. Uh, So, you know, they're walking toward the dam. They they actually see the dam, and Ellie doesn't know what a dam actually is. And Joel kind of tries to explain it to her, but he turns out he doesn't really know (laughs) how a dam works. (laughs) So he's like, look, I just know what it does. I I, I, I don't know how. I can't tell you how it works. Oh, you know. Also, one thing I just wanted to add, I didn't want to cut you off, but I wanted to add that that was pretty much Joel's plan from the start. Like, it was always his plan to drop her off with Tommy. Now that I say that, I'm not real sure that that's... Because they were first... Okay, yes. Okay. Because they got to where they were first supposed to take her and everybody was dead. Then her... Yeah, his promise was to her to take Ellie to Tommy. So that's been his plan the entire time. Ellie just hasn't known that plan. Right. So Ellie, Ellie probably thought that they would get to Tommy... He would tell them where the uh, lab is, and then they would go together. But in Joel's mind, like, no, he wants to just he wants to give her to Tommy, and he wants to go on his way. Mm-hmm. But we're not at, we're not there yet. So you know, at this point, they get to the dam. Uh, they're crossing the dam, and there's some interaction between them there. And it's actually, um, you know, Ellie, you can see that Ellie is starting to get closer to him, right? You know. Uh, she's a bit more friendly. Like when you, when she helps you cross the dam, 
she raised her hand, like, you know, give me a high five, teamwork, and, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, know <laughs> you give her a high five and stuff like that. Uh, if you explore a little bit, you know, you come across a, a child's grave, and this makes Ellie want to talk about Sam because she's like, oh, I forgot to drop the toy at his grave. And Joel doesn't want to have anything to do with the conversation. He's like, look, I told you to move past it. You know, he says things happen and we need to move on. So, he you know, Ellie definitely not in touch with his feelings. Oh, no, no. We're, we're going to talk about that. Actually, you know, you know, I'll, I'll leave it. We'll talk about it later. Cool, cool. <laughs> um, so. You know, he doesn't want to have anything to do with that conversation. Ellie definitely has some un, unresolved problems with what happened. Obviously, I mean, their partners, the people that they were, you know, together with, and they had kind of went through some things with. One, the kid dies, and then he, she watches Henry, you know, kill, kill himself. And this is something that comes back up later in the game, too. Uh, you know, once we're past these chapters and we'll, we'll swing back around to that when the time comes, but either way, uh, the one thing I did appreciate about this, you know, even be- before you hit the dam is you get my favorite weapon in the game, El Diablo. That's my favorite weapon in the game. It's the, it's the, it's the pistol? pistol with the scope, pistol yep. with the scope. Loved it. And you know, I do not remember that from the first time I played it. I don't remember that weapon. I don't remember the sawed off shotgun. Like really? the one with you that you, yeah, I don't remember that from my first playthrough. Huh. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, this is the part of the game where things just start to, like, this, this is probably where it became the most fun for me here and going forward is because you just start getting all of your tools. They're starting to really get worked up. And you can really go through the different levels and sequences with style rather than just kind of making it through. Well, you can, but they're also easier to get through, to be honest with you, because you're right. Your weapons are upgraded. Uh, at this point, I was able to carry two pistols at once, uh, and I was able to carry two long weapons at once, which means I could just switch to them on the fly versus having to go into my backpack and pull them out and you know stuff like that. But yep. also, I'm pretty sure I had completely upgraded my weapon sway. You know, I had a couple other things upgraded uh recoil down on the shotgun you know stuff like that so you know your weapons are built up like you said and i think that just makes the game easier makes the shooting segments more fun to play yeah which for me gave me more confidence to do things with style and not to be so tense and just be like dude who you coming at i'm joel like do you know who you fucking (laughs) with you know you fucking with right so well like right after you find out diablo um you do get to the gate of the power plant, which they think is empty because they think that Tommy is in the town of Jackson. But apparently the people of the town of Jackson have been trying to get the power plant working again. And they've done so successfully, at least at one point, but there were some problems with the generator. But they're in the power plant. So as soon as you start shaking the gate, people are at the gate like with guns like, you know, who the hell are you? Don't even think about reaching for your weapon. Tell the girl to drop hers now. Ellie. Do as the lady says. Hey, please tell me you're lost. We didn't know the place was occupied. We're just trying to make our way through. Through to where? They're all right. But you know these people? Know him. He's my goddamn brother. Tommy. Holy shit. (laughs) How you doing, baby brother? Goddamn. Let me look at you. 
you're fucking old. Easy. It's going to happen to you, too. This is Maria. Be nice to her. She sort of runs things around here. Ma'am, thanks for not blowing my head off. Would have been embarrassing, considering you're my brother-in-law. We all got to get wrangled up at some point. Ellie, right? Yeah. What brings you through here? Uh, that's kind of a long story. Why don't we bring him inside? Yeah. You hungry? Starving. Lucky for them, Tommy is also at the gate behind the gate and he recognizes Joel's voice and he comes out of the power plant. And you would think that this would be kind of like a cold reception between two, but Tommy's like really warm to Joel, which surprised me because, you know, everything that they said about Tommy before he's, I think the, he said, well, you know, how, how Joel, somebody at some point in the game before somebody asked how his last conversation with Tommy go. And Joel said, he says he thinks his exact words that he never wants to see his face again, you know? Yep. So they don't really get into what happened. Uh, at least in the game. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure they that get kind he, of they're, they're, into. I mean, they they just they don't tell specifically, but basically, Tommy points out, you know, that my years with you after the fall were the worst of my life, the most terrifying, scary, and it's probably because they were, you know, probably with a group similar to the hunters, you know, that were hurting other people, taking what they wanted type of deal. That's at least how I took it. Well, Joel did say while you were in Pittsburgh, because Ellie wanted to know how he knew that guy was faking. He said he's been on both sides of that. So, yep. you know, Joel has probably done his, his fair share of that as well. Also, but, uh, you know, the, the warm embrace when they first see each other, I can speak from experience having a little brother who we've been at major odds at sometimes in our life for years at a time, but enough time away and it's still your brother. Like, and you see each other and the hugs come out, even though later on, you know, you're still going to have to work out the differences, you know, that you had before, but I can speak from experience that, 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 that was a very real reunion for me. Gotcha. Yeah, so, you know, Tommy actually introduces Joel. Actually, the woman that was pointing the gun at them at the <laughs> gate was a woman named Maria, who apparently is also who's Tommy's wife, so that's Joel's sister-in-law. And she seems nice. You know, there's nothing nothing suspicious about her. Uh, but Tommy shows Joel around the power plant uh, and, you know, talks and tells him, you know, we're trying to get the power restored, we're trying to get life back to you know, uh, the way it was, at least the best that they can. And that, you know, he told them that, you know, we got this work and how we're working out the final kinks, but, but Joel was saying, Hey, we need to talk privately. You know, I, I, somebody got something I got to talk to you about. And Tom's like, fine. You know, after they actually get the power plant up and running, which, you know, they were just going to do a test real quick and it worked. Uh, you know, Tommy and Joel get somewhere private so they can talk. And Joel tells Tommy about Ellie. It's quite the crew you got here. Yeah, they're good men. This place gives them a second chance. Gives us all a second chance. So why'd you leave Boston? 
I've been on quite the adventure, little brother. I reckon he's got something to do with that girl. He's got everything to do with that little girl. Well, go on then. She's immune. Immune to what? I've oh, seen come her, on. I know, I've seen her breathe enough spores to take down a dozen men. And nothing. Now, I wouldn't have believed it neither. But I can show you. All right. I'll bite. Why bring her here? I was supposed to deliver to the Fireflies. The way I figure they're your boys. You finish the job, you collect the whole damn payment. I haven't seen a Firefly in years. You know where they are. Now, I'm not asking for much, Tommy. I just want some simple gear, enough to set me on my way. What makes you think I'd do this for you? This isn't for me, Tommy. This is for your damn cause. My cause is my family now. You ain't talking about some walk in the park here. Jesus, boy. Have Maria get some of your born-again friends to do it. They got I... families, too. Tommy, I need this. You want some gear? Sure. But I ain't taking that girl off your hands. This is how you gonna repay me, huh? Repay you? For all those goddamn years I took care of us. Took care? That's what you call it? I got nothing but nightmares from those years. You survived because of me! It wasn't worth it. I bring you the cure from mankind, and you wanna play the pissy little brother? We ain't back in Boston. You lay your hands on me again, it won't end well for you. The hell is that? We're under attack. You still remember how to kill, right? Yeah. You know, he tells Ellie him tell him tells him that Ellie is infected and he wants Tommy to take Ellie to the Fireflies. And I guess he was trying to entice him, say, hey, look, you can take the girl, take her to the Fireflies, and you can keep the entire reward. I don't want anything to do with it. Well, Eddie point, said you owe me, too. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Joel says that he uh, that Tommy owed him. Tommy doesn't think so. Tommy is, disagrees that, I, you know, I don't really owe you for anything. Uh, but Tommy doesn't really want to have anything to do with this. You know, uh, you know, and that's when Joel says you owe me. But Tom's like, I, I got a family. He's like, well, why don't you have one of your people do it? They all have families, you know. Uh, and they're, you know, they're, they start arguing about it. I have to ask you, did you, like, so every time in the game, when Joel and Ellie were separated, even in this, you know, uh, this damn power plant, as soon as Ellie went off and Joel and Tommy went a separate way, I got, I started to get nervous that someone was going to find her scar and hurt her before I could explain the situation or before Joel could explain the, the situation. I don't know if that was just me. I play games very empathetically rather than sympathetically. Well, so no, no, I got you. No, I never really worried about that. Cause I, I would just, I just assume that Ellie has had this long enough that she knows how to hide it. Well, that's a good point. You had more trust for her. Yeah. She lived in Boston where they were shooting people on site that were infected, you know? So it was just dangerous for her to be there, but she, you know, she lived there. Uh, so I think she is capable of, you know, being able to hide that. So I think she's okay. Even though Ellie herself was actually pretty nervous about going away from Joel. That was another thing that I noticed that when she, when Joel told her to go with Maria, she was like, what? Like, 
no, I want to stay with you. Like she's attached to Joel now, but Joel yeah. needed to talk to Tommy because obviously Joel was trying to to pass her off to Tommy. He says, you know, all I need is some gear and I'll be on my way. But like I said, Tommy didn't want to have anything to do with it. They're arguing about it, and then they get attacked by bandits. So that gives you a little bit of a break from the tension. You get to shoot up the place a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, you know, right after that. Yeah, because who's, you know, who's the group that attacks them? Like, because a group attacks them at the power plant right when you get it turned on. They don't really go over that. They don't go over the group. They just call them bandits. So let's just call them generic. They're, they're generic. They're not with a camp or with a group or anything like that. Uh, they're just bandits. So you know, after you clear the area and there were bandits that were trying to close in on Maria and Ellie and you kill them. Joel sees the way Ellie is interacting or the way Joel is interacting with Ellie and something about it gave, you know, I guess it hit his soft spot. He's like, God damn it. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I got to do this. And I think he sees how much Joel cares about her too, because Joel's like, are you okay? He's checking her. Like he's really concerned. And I think his brother's like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to do this for him. Right. So the next scene is him argue is Tommy arguing with Maria, you know, saying I got to do this. And Maria's like, are you got to be kidding me? He's like, it takes one mistake. And then I'm one of those widows. So Maria, Maria goes to Joel. Actually, even before Maria goes to Joel, Ellie comes out and says, Oh, what are they arguing about? And Joel's like, we'll talk about it later. She's like, is it about me? He was like, we'll talk about it later. Did he give you the location of the lab? He said, we'll talk about it later. And she's like, later. And she puts it together. Like, she's not yep. a dumb kid. She realizes that Joel is trying to, there will be no later. There, w- there won't be any later. Joel is going to disappear and t- leave her with Tommy. So she yep. figures that out as she walks away. But when, you know, Maria comes to Joel and says, if anything happens to Tommy, I'm going to blame you. And Tommy says, okay, I'll take her to the facility. And then that's when Tommy gets the call that she stole the horse. You know, so she ran away with the horse. So, you know, Tommy and Joel, they, they you know, go looking for her. And you run into some bandits. You end up killing some bandits. So probably some people from the same camp. They're just, they're people who are close by to that. They're probably bandits that, because it's not just the um, power plant. There's a city beneath it. So they prob- they're probably used to dealing with these bandits. These bandits are probably, you know, always trying to attack the city and get supplies and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and you deal with them, you wipe them out. Not a big deal. But you, you, you keep riding because you're on horses now. And you uh, find Ellie in a house. And her and Joel have a conversation. And, you know, she figured out that Joel's going to leave her. And Joel was just upset with her for putting her life at risk. And Ellie really wants Joel to admit that he wanted to get rid of her. And I think the conversation takes a turn when she brings up Sarah. Is this really all they had to worry about? Boys? Movies? Deciding which shirt goes with which skirt? It's bizarre. Get up. We're leaving. And if I say no? Do you even realize what your life means? Huh? Running off like that, putting yourself at risk? It's pretty goddamn stupid. Well, I guess we're both disappointed with each other then. What do you want from me? Admit that you wanted to get rid of me the whole time. Tommy knows this area. Oh, fuck that. 
Well, I'm sorry. I trust him better than I trust myself. Stop with the bullshit. What are you so afraid of? That I'm going to end up like Sam? I can't get infected. I can take care of myself. How many close calls have we had? Well, we seem to be doing all right so far. And now you'll be doing even better with Tommy. Not her, you know. What? Maria told me about Sarah. Ellie? And... You are treading on some mighty thin ice here. I'm sorry about your daughter, Joel, but I have lost people too. You have no idea what loss is. Everyone I have cared for has either died or left me. Everyone fucking except for you. So don't tell me that I would be safer with someone else because the truth is I would just be more scared. Sure as hell ain't your dad. And we are going our separate ways. Get it together. We're not alone. Well, she's she's tried to plead with Joel saying, that's just what you're telling yourself to make yourself feel better. But the truth is, everybody who I've ever cared about has either died or left me. And you're saying leaving me is better, but all it really means is that I'm going to be more scared. Right. But like I said, that's the conversation turns at that point because she was trying to use Sarah because Maria had told her about Sarah. And as soon as she brings up Sarah, Joel says, you better be careful. You're like, you're, you're walking on really thin ice here. And I don't really think Joel, like basically Joel, he, he, he just emotionally reacted to it at that point. Right. Because, yeah, he, you know, he, he, he emotional dump where you say mean yeah. shit to people that you love. We've all done it. And we all regret it. Right. So, you know, she what Ellie says is that, you know, I'm I'm not her trying to say that I'm not going to get hurt. I'm not going to die. Yep. But Joel, his reply is like, you know, you're right. You're not my daughter and I am not your dad. We're going our separate ways. And so I'm that sure was really as hell. Family. Not your dad. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. says it like the voice actor killed it. He's just like, and I'm yeah. sure as hell not your dad. And he yeah. just walks off. I mean, it was intense. And I was like, Joel, come on. Why? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Come so far. Like they, they were, yeah, it was, it was an intense moment. But right after that, bandits, they, they, I guess they follow you and they attack the house. So, you, you know, you kill them. And then you get out and it doesn't take, I guess it doesn't take long for Joel to cool down. Cause by the time you get back to the dam, which actually not even the dam, you were going to get back to the, um, to the city. By the time you get back there, Joel has changed his mind and he asks Tommy, Hey, where is this lab? And Tommy tells him is at the uh, university of Eastern Colorado. And you know, he says, you know, he basically says, I'm going to take her. Where is this lab of theirs? It's all the way out, University of Eastern Colorado. No big horns. Ellie, get off your horse. Give it on back to Tommy. I'm gonna hang on to this fella. That's all right with you. Go on, don't make me repeat myself. What are you doing? Your wife kind of scares me. <laughs> I don't want her coming after you. 
Sorry for stealing your horse. Well, come back to town. Let's discuss it at least. You know me, my mind's all made up. University, Eastern Colorado. How do I find this lab? It's in the science building. Looks like a giant mirror. You can't miss it. Take care of that wife of yours. There's a place for you here. You know? You good? I'm good. Adios, little brother. He's like, you know, what Joel says, like, you know, I'm afraid of your wife. I don't want anything to happen to you. But he just wanted to take Ellie at that point. Dude, they do a fantastic job with this because I'm upset from the last conversation that happened. And they show him riding the horses and they show Ellie upset and they show Joel's face. And he's looking at her and he's like, damn, I said that was messed up what I said, you know, and then. He he gets there and he like plays it off hard, you know, like he's a, like you like you said he's a he's afraid of Tommy's wife, but the truth is, he just realizes he really cares about this girl. And at that point, that was the point, the only point in the game that I cried. And I, I don't know, in my older age, I seem to cry with a lot of crap now. But like, it was really powerful for me because I was like, oh, he, he he does love her, you know. And it's it was just it was a it was a really powerful point in the game for me. Right, and Ellie's face really lit up when he when she saw that he was changing his mind. Right, mm-hmm. she was very happy about it. So yeah, like that. That's you know now now you know. Joel realized he never said sorry, but he realizes what he did was not, you know, not, not great. So, uh, you know, Tommy tells them that they have a place there, you know, if they want to stay and, you know, Joel's like, yeah, we're going to go to the university. So that's the end of Tommy, the Tommy's damn portion of the game. Then we move into the next chapter, which is the university. So, uh, they get to the university. They don't really see anyone, but they think that people might just be hiding, right? They find a lookout, but it's been abandoned. Uh, it has like a log of when people are coming in and out and things like that. So clearly somebody has been there, but right now they don't see anybody. Um, the conversation between Joel and Ellie is very relaxed, and Joel is starting to show uh, that he's warming up to her bill. Like he was telling her about football. Like yep. that's the conversation that they're having. He was telling her how, like how football was played. Which and, was um, especially neat to me because football made so little sense to, to me before I really learned it. It was, it was a right. very basketball was always very easy. Two points, three pointers, like, you know, the basics of the game was always very easy to me, but it football was always hard. So I was cracking up while she was, you know, Asking trying to figure out questions yeah yeah so uh that you also you do find the flamethrower in this part of the game however i never used it not once i never once used a flamethrower i don't even remember there's another weapon i don't remember from the first game i used it i i definitely used it on like big tough areas with the uh with uh What's it called? The clickers, like multiple clickers. It was real. It was real good against. But it was definitely mm-hmm. a weapon that I only used after I died once or twice. It was like, all right, pull out the big guns. Yeah, never ever used it. I think I upgraded it 
And I felt like I was a waste because I never, <laughs> I never actually used it. Uh, but you, know, you make your way through the, through the college campus, you make your way through some dorms, you run into uh, some infected, you do run into a, um, oh, what are the big guy's names? The uh, bloater. The bloater, yeah, you do run to a bloater, but he's sleeping, and it's more of a tense moment because you can you can try to kill him if you want to, or you can sneak past him. But as soon as you try to open the door, he wakes up and he comes at you, and you get away just as, uh, you know, he's getting ready to touch you because you know if he catches you, he'll just rip your head off. And so, this is also when you have the new horse mechanic, where you have a horse that you can get on and off of too. Right, that is true. So you know, you you go through, you solve a couple puzzles. Um, but you don't really see anybody still. They're saying, well, maybe the, maybe the infected are like a security, like the way Bill handled it because Bill used the infected as security, but you finally make it to the building that Tommy told you about and it's abandoned and you're going through it and you only thing you find is one dead firefly and he has a recording. You listen to the recording and you find out that all of the other fireflies moved to Salt Lake City. The only reason he's there is because he tried to free some infected monkeys and the monkeys bit him. Like one of the monkeys bit him. So essentially he was infected and he blew his head off. Well, he blew his brains out, I should say. Which so he wouldn't turn. Which freaked me out a bit because we'd run into a bunch of monkeys prior. <laughs> yes, yes. You do see monkeys around the campus. And I was, it, the first time I played it, I was like, I really hope I don't have to shoot these fucking monkeys. You know, <laughs> I really hope because having to shoot, it was hard enough to shoot people in that game <laughs> having to <laughs> shoot monkeys would have been a whole nother problem yep. uh yeah but um yeah so soon after that you get shot at you don't get shot but you get shot at because you find you see that there's somebody down below you in the building they see you they shoot at you so there's Dude. a group of scavengers ja, you missed what? the most important part of the entire game okay that's the most important part of the entire game. Well, the most important question. Okay. How the fuck is did they have a whole group of giraffes surviving? That's the end of the game, Bob. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. No, it's you don't not. See That's the during the university. You don't see the giraffes until you get to Salt Lake City. Oh, shit. Sorry. Spoilers. My bad. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll come. We'll come back to that. So, you know, questions for you know the next episode. And I do have an answer for you, by the way. But right, well, we'll, we'll. I'm just. We'll I'm just going to wait for the right time. Okay. Yeah. So let's get back to what I was saying. <laughs> All right. My bad. My bad. <laughs> the, uh, you know, the uh, group of scavengers. Uh, they're looking. Well, you know, I would. I would imagine they're looking for food, or not even just food, but supplies. Uh, they don't even ask you any questions. They shoot first, ask questions later. I think that's that is explained a bit later, which we're going to get into in this episode. But uh, yeah, you know, you 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 fight these attackers, but Joel ends up getting hurt because he, he uh, him and an attacker fall from like one of the like one of the floors down to the other, and Joel lands on a piece of rebar, and. Yeah, this is this is no good. It, it, it was a tough. It was, I, this is my second time playing the game, and it was still like a tough thing to watch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the uh, first time him, through, I, I I was like, oh, I guess the rest of the game is going to be with Ellie, because I mean, it goes right. through his back, out of his abdomen, 
Yeah. And it's just like, oh, my God. Yeah. I think the older you get, the more it hurts. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, yeah, like, he uh, he gets a piece of rebar stuck through him, and Ellie helps him up. But, I mean, at this point, you're still playing as Joel for now. But Ellie is very take charge in the situation. Like, she's like, yo, get your ass moving. We got to go. Like, there's no time no time to die right now. We <laughs> got to move. But Ellie actually ends up defending both of you because Joel can only do so much. You can shoot somewhat, right? Yeah, but it's like... But, uh, it gives you weird, blurry vision at times. It makes your gun sway more, if I remember correctly. It was definitely, yeah, yeah. they made you feel that you were hurt. Exactly. But Ellie, she was like taking him out like a pro, you know? So she helps you and Joel get out. She gets you to a horse to safety, and you make it out of the area. But Joel passes out shortly after that. Uh, so that's actually the entire university chapter. There is a chapter between us, which is the DLC, which we're going to talk about in another episode. Yeah, uh, which I would have liked, since I played it so much later, I would have liked it to come up with the option to play the DLC chronologically through the, through the story, but that's a conversation for a different time. Right. So now we're at the Lakeside Resort, and it's wintertime, so sometimes it's past. You were, it was fall. When you were at Tommy's Dam, when you were in Pittsburgh, you know, when you were at the university, now it is winter and there's snow all over the place. And the scene starts with Ellie, well, actually with a bunny or a rabbit and an arrow going through his neck. <laughs> Best Twitch clip of all time. Deathblow showed me this the other night. It's this girl that's crying and like like freaking out with like the scene right before the rabbit and oh yeah I, i'll have to, i'll have to send it to you after the podcast and maybe you can put it in the notes here but she's like you know even the horse looks tired this is oh this is so emotional she's freaking out and then it changes it says winter and you see the bunny and then she goes oh my god that's the cutest thing i've ever seen and then the arrow goes through the bunny <laughs> and she goes oh and she puts her hands over her face, and I mean, yeah. I laughed out loud for a good <laughs> minute and a half. So I'm definitely have to send that to you because it's hilarious. But sorry, go ahead. Oh man, yeah. So Ellie kills this rabbit because they got to eat. But the thing is, she's like, "Yeah, this isn't gonna last too long." But then she sees like a deer. I'm pretty sure it's a deer. I don't know why my brain is telling me it's an elk. I'm pretty sure elks are much larger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> I can't remember if it had big horns or not. I think it just had like you know what you'd see on a like a, on a on a on a male like a deer. deer, yeah, yeah, on a buck. So you know you do this hunting sequence where you have to hunt this deer down and you have to hit it with three arrows. But the thing I found interesting, and I and this is with me going through it the second time, I'm realizing this part is helping you get ready for a part that's going to take place not too long from now. Because one of the things about this element of the game, this is the only time in the game where if you step on something, it makes noise and it alerts somebody, right? So if you're in this part, if you step on a twig, the deer hears it and runs away. So you actually have to watch your step as you're hunting the deer down. So when you get uh, when you hit the deer for the third time with an arrow, uh, it runs away, but you have to track it down with the blood trail. And when you find the deer, he's not alone, right? You actually, there's actually two guys there. 
Uh, David and James. Who's there? Come out! Hello? We just want to talk. Any sudden moves and I put one right between your eyes. Ditto for Buddy Boy over there. What do you want? Um, name's David. This here's my friend James. Uh, from a larger group. Women, children. They're all very, very hungry. So am I. Women and children. All very hungry, too. Well, uh, maybe we could uh, trade you for some of that meat there. What do you need? Weapons, ammo, clothes... Medicine! Do you have any antibiotics? We do. Back at the camp. You're welcome to follow us I'm back not following you anywhere. Buddy boy can go get it. He comes back with what I need. The deer is all yours. Anyone else shows up... You put one right between my eyes. That's right. Two bottles of the penicillin in a syringe. Make it fast. Go on. It's probably gonna be a while. You, uh, mind if we take some shelter from the cold? Bring him with us. And fun fact, if you don't know, but David is voiced by Nolan North. <laughs> the man who has was... voiced everybody. Yeah. I, I did so, not know that. Yeah, he was voiced by Nolan North, and it was just, it doesn't sound, I, I don't know, it doesn't really sound like anything Nolan North has done before. Like, David, he's such a good voice actor because David sounded the way he looked, <laughs> not the way Nolan North wanted him to sound. He did, you know? yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he definitely did. Yeah, so uh, David comes out and he's with James, and now he turns around. And he's like, "Hey, if you move, I will put this arrow right between your eyes, you and your friend." And David's like, "Hey, we don't really want to fight." You know, David sees she's a kid, and I think that's what really. If if it was Joel, he would have been dead. I think. You think so? Uh, but. Yeah, I think Joel would have been dead. There's no, I don't think David would have extended the same courtesy to Joel that he did Ellie. David seemed a little creepy to me, though, at the time. Like, a little too cool-headed. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I think that was because it was Ellie and she's a kid. I think that's why. So, David's like, hey, you know, we don't want any trouble. We are from a camp. Lots of women and children there. Everybody's hungry. And Ellie's like, well, fuck, I'm hungry, too. <laughs> and David say, "Hey, maybe we can trade for for that buck." And he's like, "You know, what do you need?" And he goes through the list, and she's like, "Hey, you have medicine, some antibiotics." And David's like, "Yeah, we got those." And so he sends James to go get. It. Actually, at first he tries to get Ellie to come to the camp, and she's like, "I'm not going anywhere with you." So he sends James to go get the medicine, and he take she takes his weapon, which is a rifle. And they're, you know, sitting there talking. And David's trying to be friendly. He's trying to get her name. You know, you really shouldn't be out here all on your own. I don't like company. I see. What's your name? Why? Look, I understand it's not easy to trust a couple of strangers. Whoever's heard, you clearly care about them. I'm sure it's going to be just fine. We'll see. Oh, 
You had another gun? Sorry. Hey, I really like my rifle back now. No, you have your pistol. Hope you know how to use that thing. I've had some practice. While they're waiting, they actually get attacked by infected, and a clicker makes it in. But uh, that's when David reveals he had another gun the entire time. So yeah. Ellie has his rifle. He has a handgun. And they're, what they're trying to do is just build up that this this rapport that David can be trusted because he had a gun the entire time. So you do have to go through a sequence where you, you, well, you have to kill a bunch of infected. Then you have to make your way through some infected using some stealth. And then you have to bunker down again uh, and deal with a horde of infected. So actually... That is where I fought my second. They were actually had fought and killed my second bloater. Because up until that point, I killed the first one that you have to deal with in the gymnasium. But the others, I didn't have to do anything to. Uh, because I walked past the one in the dorms, the one in the basement of the hotel. I didn't even see it, Bob. Like, <laughs> like I ran so fast, I didn't even see it. But I know there is one down there. But this one, it comes out of some place. And that's when I just hit the molly and I just whoop, just set him on fire and it's like, okay, well, he died. So I killed um, them all. Yeah, Bob w- kills them all. One less bloater in the world. Yep. So, you know, you, you go through that and at this point it feels like Ellie is starting to trust David a bit more. But that doesn't last very long because, you know, they start talking after... The, they fight the horde and david says he believes everything happens for a reason she's like yeah whatever and he's like oh no i can prove it to you let me tell you the story well you handled yourself pretty nice back there let's <laughs> say we make a pretty good team we got lucky lucky no 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 such thing as luck now you see i believe that everything happens for a reason Sure. I do. And I can prove it to you. Now, this winter, that's been especially cruel. A few weeks back, I sent a group of men out nearby town to look for food. Only a few came back. They said that the others had been uh, slaughtered. By a crazy man. And get this, he's crazy man traveling with a little girl. You see, everything happens for a reason. Don't get upset. It's not your fault. I'm just a kid. James, lower the gun. No way, David. I'm not gonna let her go. Lower the gun. Now give her the medicine. Ellis won't be happy about this. Well, that's not your concern. Move the fuck out of the way. Won't survive long out there. I can't protect you. Oh, thanks. So 
couple weeks ago, I sent some men into this town uh, to look for supplies. And, uh, you know, most of them didn't make it back. And they said there was this crazy man that killed him and a little girl. And that's when Ellie realizes those were the people from, like, those people that they fought in the university are David's guys. So that they're from David's camp. Oh, okay. So when I talked about this earlier, I talked about thinking the hunters and this crew was the same crew. I thought he was talking about Philadelphia and uh and well, so, nowhere near. Yeah. yeah, but so I thought that, that that the hunters and that crew were the same crew. I didn't even think about the university. Yeah, yeah. Like first of all, then well, you mean I think you mean Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh, they're nowhere yes, near. Yes. Yeah, they're nowhere near Pittsburgh. They're in Colorado. <laughs> you know, yeah, at this point, um, yeah, that's a good point. So that's something that I kind of missed through through the game, and I guess it's just because the university, the fight, the fighting stuff wasn't as long as everything, all the other, you know. uh interactions with enemy groups have been throughout the game and so i just kind of right forgot about that i guess you thought it was the hunters yeah yep. now that was david's camp and you know david's like he's saying you know look it's not your fault or he's basically trying to tell her uh that he does not blame her uh for what happened because ellie gets defensive at that point you know he doesn't say anything about Joel. He doesn't say anything about the man. But it's clear that David, at the very least, wants to help. He, I think he genuinely wants to help Ellie. I think he genuinely does not want to do anything bad to her. Really? He sees that he, I don't think he wants to do anything bad to her. I think he sees that she is a child, and he wants to bring her into his camp. See, I got, creeper, I got creeper vibes from him the, like from the very beginning. He was just... Well, he's a... <laughs> He's a tall, much. slender man. Uh, of course you did. He's a tall, <laughs> slender man with a weird voice, <laughs> you know. So, but I think like from what I, you know, I don't think he, I think genuinely he just wanted to bring her to the camp to help her, you know, because uh, we're going to get into his camp a little bit more uh, in, in, a, in a little bit here. But it's not like it's just him and a bunch of dudes at the camp. Like they have a functioning society in the camp and we'll, we'll get to that. So I think that's what he wanted to do. Uh, you know, which is why he lets her go. He lets her go. He gives her the medicine, and he just lets her go. Now, do so you, you know, think he lets her go know. for that? I think he lets her go so they can follow her. I don't think so, and I'll tell you why. Okay. okay? So after he lets her go, Ellie makes it back to Joel. Joel is in bad shape, but she gives Joel the antibiotics. Now she's already like um sewn him up, right? She's already stitched them up and stuff like that. And if you're wondering how she knew how to do that, like I said before, she was in a military school. So I, I would just attribute all of that stuff to, to being in the military school and knowing how to well, do and that. DLC play the DLC. <laughs> well, right. Yeah. Well, we'll get around that too, but it also revolves around the same thing. So shortly after she gives Joel the antibiotics, which I think she falls asleep after that. But, um, you know, after that part, you know, she wakes up because she hears voices and it's David's men. Now you think that he let her go to track her. I think he let her go because he, you know, he didn't want to hurt her. So ultimately he might have tracked her down and tried to convince her to come back to the camp. 
But the reason why I don't think she he wanted to track her down and have her his men there are because his men want to kill her. His men want to kill him or her and Joel. That's what like so James was going to shoot Ellie once he realized once he heard Joel not Joel but once he heard David say that hey you're the you're the girl that was with the crazy man yeah he even says when uh when 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 what's his name tells him to let Ellie go he says the others aren't going to be happy about this happy so about this could be like a kind of semi like democratic type of society and it might not be uh what's his name again david it might not be well, david, david where he's the ultimate power he might be one of many that make decisions a like council or something like that we're like david based off of what happens when you get into the town dave it sounds like david is the leader but they can vote him out they can do something about him being in charge because they're upset but like i said we're gonna we're going to get into that. So what Ellie decides to do, because you hear them say that they're going to kill her. You know, like they say, they even say that David doesn't want her dead. David doesn't want her harm. And they're like, fuck that. And <laughs> you know, you might be right, but I think David's ultimate goal, letting her go was to find Joel and kill Joel. Even if he wanted to keep Ellie alive and safe. Possibly. That's a possibility. Uh, but so what Ellie does is she grabs the horse and she runs away in the opposite direction, right? She's trying to, she's trying to pull them away from Joel. She does not want them to find Joel and you get away for a little bit, but then they end up shooting the horse, sad trombone, you know, you know, your horse is gone. Dude, that, yeah, that was a, that was a rough part for me too. Cause I was just like, no. And I knew the name at the time too. Uh, Callus. I was like, no, Callus, no. Yeah, Callus. Joel hated that 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 name of the horse. That Callus. name. Yeah. So you know, at this point, you're playing as Ellie uh, again, and you know, you're doing more stealth stuff. The only thing about playing as Ellie now, I would say, is that, um, you know, it's almost like playing as Joel, except you take more damage. Um, you don't have all of the weapons, which you only have the rifle and the bow. You can pick up weapons if you can find them, but you only have the rifle and the bow. You have to build your own tools because you don't like um you don't get his. So if you have any like Molotovs or if you have any uh nail bombs or anything like that, you won't have them now, which also means you have to find your own resources. I think the only real benefit playing as Ellie is that if you come across like clickers and stuff like that you can kill them easily because you don't need a shiv. You have a knife. Yeah. Her like, that's what I loved about her is her knife was super useful. Yeah. So, you know, that's what playing as Ellie is. And you, you have to make your way through the lakeside resort, but it's a, it looks a little weird because it's, it's winter time. It's there's snow everywhere. Well, not to mention, even if it wasn't winter time, nobody's going to the fucking lakeside resort <laughs> anymore. <laughs> You know, but that's where David and his people live. So you actually end up going into where they they live and you're trying to you're, what you're trying to like, you know, kind of get in, get out, get back to Joel and then find a way to escape. But you never make it that far because David finds you. David tracks you down. And once again, when he finds you, he says, you know, you, you, you know, your cat, your cat, he's like, Hey, I'm trying to keep you alive is what he says as he's like, you know, knocking you out, <laughs> you know? Um, so you wake up, 
you're in a cage. And the first thing you see is James carving up a human body. We talked about this before because you thought this was in a different part of the game a little earlier. I this is the part where you see him chopping was, the body. Like that's what made me put those two groups to together is because I swear I saw one on a table in, you know, uh Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. There was one on a table, but the body is decayed if you look at it. Like it's it's like they put them on the table to probably examine them and get whatever they have and shit like that. But there was a ton of bodies in that See, room, period. And my mind might have just filled in the blanks because anytime I'm looking at like a zombie apocalypse or any story like like that, or even just government break uh breakdown, any post apocalyptic story, I'm looking for cannibalism. Like cannibalism like it's the, one of the first things i'm watching That's for true. you know what i mean <laughs> right. like i've right, been yeah. trained for that so my brain you know just like you read words wrong sometimes because you because your brain fills it in i wonder if my brain just filled that in right so you know you're in a cage and you see james chopping up a body but uh you know after he wakes up he goes and gets david how are you feeling Super. Here. You should eat. I know you're hungry. You've been out for quite some time. What is it? It's deer. With some human helping on the side? No. No, I, I promise. It's just the deer meat. You're a fucking animal. It's awfully quick to judgment. Considering you and your friend killed how many men? They didn't give us a choice. And you think we have a choice. Is that it? You kill to survive. And so do we. We have to take care of our own, by any means necessary. So now what? You gonna chop me up into tiny pieces? <laughs> I'd rather not. Please tell me your name. You're so full of shit. On the contrary, I've been, uh, been quite honest with you. Now I think it's your turn. It's the only way I'm going to be able to convince the others. Convince them of what? That you can come around. You have heart. You're loyal. And you're special. Oh. girl you are making it very difficult to keep you alive what am I supposed to tell the others now Ellie what tell them that Ellie is the little girl that broke your fucking finger how did you put it hmm? tiny pieces See you in the morning, Ellie. And David comes in. He tries to give you food. And the first, you know, first thing Ellie asks, like, what is this? Like, is this human? He's like, no, it's deer. I promise. It's, it's just all deer. But she's like starving. So whatever it is, she starts eating it. 
I, <laughs> you know, I've, yeah, like I feel like it just wasn't deer. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> like, yeah. But, um, you know, she, you know, her and David start talking. David's like, hey, you know, you know, with, you know, with as many of our, our my, my men that you killed, you might want to, you know, take it easy on us. And she's like, we had no choice. And he's like, you think we did? You know, but the, the question when he said that, I'm like, yeah, of course you did, because that's what I wanted to talk about. When his guys went into the the facility and they saw Joel, because I'm assuming that's whose head they saw, uh, they just shot right at him. They didn't ask any questions. And I guess you could break the saying, OK, well, that's just a survival thing. You see anybody that's not one of you, you kill him. That seems like a bad policy to me because you could kill somebody and start something that you really didn't want to start. Yeah, but, I feel like the better idea would be to hide and, you know, collect figure information. Figure out what's happening. Yeah. So my thinking is that whenever his group, because they're cannibals, right? Whenever his group sees anybody, they probably kill him. It's a, it's, I mean, it's basically a food resource. Exactly. So he told them to go find food. They found it. That's (laughs) what they were scavenging for. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever they go, whenever, uh, that's what I'm thinking. As soon as they saw someone, Oh, it's a person food, you know, dinner's ready, (laughs) you know, you know, dinner's here. So that's what I'm thinking. It's like, did you not have a choice? Like, Like, yeah, you had a, yeah, you had a fucking choice, you know? So uh, you know, she says that David is full of shit, but David's like, you know, I've been very honest with you. I'm like, that's actually pretty true. He has been, <laughs> he has been pretty upfront this entire time. Um, yeah. and he's asking her name, but she won't give it, you know, cause he's trying to, he's trying to, what he says he's doing is he's trying to work with her to gain her trust and to show that she can be trusted because he wants her to join their camp. He's like, I need to show the others that you can be trusted. And this is the point where I started to actually start to believe Joel. Like, you believed Joel earlier on. You mean David? David. David, David. you mean? Yeah. Yeah. And you believed him earlier on, but this is the point where I'm like, well, he could have just killed her. Like, and it does seem like, because before I thought he was trying to trick her, you know, trying to get her, her, her weapon from her. But at this point, I'm like, well, maybe he really is trying because he could have had her killed. There was no reason to even keep her alive. So I guess maybe he is trying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I think he genuinely wanted to bring her into the camp. Uh, but, you know, she, she she brings him in. She's trying to like she's trying to act like she's like, you know, finally calming down. But then she breaks his fingers and reaches for the keys to try to get out. But he manages to get away from her. And then she says, you know, he's like, what the fuck am I supposed to tell him now? Or something like that. He's like, what am I supposed to tell the group now? And she says her name. And he says, what? He's like, yeah, my name is Ellie. Tell the group Ellie's the girl that broke your fucking fingers. The little (laughs) girl that broke your fucking fingers. Little being one of the key words. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So that that was funny. And then basically that's when David turns. He's like, whatever, I tried. He's like, little pieces. Because she said something like earlier about, you know, you're going to chop me into little pieces. Uh, and uh, then he was then at the end of the conversation, as he says, what did you say earlier? Little pieces. So at, at this point, he's saying that she's dead, right? So yep. you, you, you flip back to Joel, Joel wakes up. So his antibiotics worked wonders. <laughs> and, I know uh, he really w- well. Yeah, exactly. So he wakes up, realizes Ellie is gone. 
He's still pretty hurt, but realizes Ellie's gone. Nothing the health kit won't fix at this point, right? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Goes outside. Suspension of disbelief. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Goes outside, finds David's men because they're still looking for him. And you fight them, but he captures two of them. What the you wait here. Now, the girl, is she alive? What girl? I don't know no girl. Fuck! Focus right here, right here. I'll pop your goddamn knee off. The girl. She's alive. She's David's newest pet. Where? You're gonna mark it on the map. And it better be the same exact spot your buddy points to. Mark it. It's right there. You can verify it. Go ask him. Go on. I tell you. I ain't lying. I ain't. Fuck you, man! He told you what you wanted! I ain't killed you shit! That's alright. I believe it. No, wait! And ultimately, he just he tortures them for information. He gets the information that he wants, kills both of them. Cold-blooded um, killed them, too, yeah. I mean... Yeah, he's just not like taking any chances, and I mean, I get that, but at the same time, you're just like, man, a little bit of Joel's soul is going each time, and you know, it's the way I feel about it. It's it doesn't matter. Like, I think I, I don't know if I want to dive into that this episode. I think next episode I will, but there is no soul there. Like, it's gone. Like, <laughs> you know, the lovely um, shows for Ellie. I think the soul's there. But not for anybody else. Like I said, I'm gonna dive into it when we because when we <laughs> finished when you finish the game, I think my point will be a bit. I can make my point a bit better once you finish the yep, game, definitely. so I can put it all together. But uh, yeah, so you know, now that you're well, Joel's up. He's obviously heading to try to get Ellie. But now you switch back to Ellie. They waking her up. They pull her out of the cage and they're getting ready to chop her up. Right, they're getting ready to kill her. I warned you. I'm infected. I'm infected. Really? So are you. Right there. Roll up my sleeve. Look at it. I'll play along. What'd you say? Everything happens for a reason, right? What the hell is that? She would have turned by now. It can't be real. Looks pretty fucking real to me. But she says, I'm infected. So they're like, what? She's lying. He's like, no, look at my arm. And James is freaked out. Be like, yo, she's, she got bit. Like, she looks infected to me. And David's like, no way. Because people who are infected turn in like a day. It's not possible. And she uses that distraction 
to get a knife and peace james like james is gone yeah, <laughs> you i know, know fast <laughs> did she bite one of them so she said and now you're infected too that she bit uh, I, th- I think David. she bit David while he was being pulled out of the while he was being pulled out of the um while she was while she was being pulled out of the cage so she did bite David I wonder if that does work though if she bites somebody do they get infected I wonder that and I also wonder does she trans transfer her antibodies to him also Hope. Well, I wonder if we get to find that out in, in Last of Us too. Like, I'm wondering because there's a maybe? lot of different storylines that do that type of uh, that type of deal. I don't know. I don't want to get into it because that's literally what like we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about it in the next episode about because they do talk about her immunity and why she is immune, and I'm not sure if it's as simple as having antibodies right so well i guess we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it um but so she does get away and now you are trying to escape uh it's an you're in a blizzard now so it's like a pretty much a whiteout but actually during this part is i think this is when you actually find out about the people that david lives with right so shortly after you get out they, you you're inside of a store you see david and some people outside the store and david's like the girl got away she's infected we need to find her and David's talking to a woman. So, like, you remember the, uh, I think the last episode where you said you thought that they were the same people? Yep. And I, and I said, well, no, because the hunters do not keep women and children with them. And, you yep. know, she and tells. I was pretty sure I was wrong at that time, but I was just leaving it for, for now. Right. Yeah. So, you know, she tells Dave, and, you know, David says, anybody that doesn't have a weapon, get them out of here, is what he says. And she says, okay, I'm going to get the, you know, everybody and the children to shelter. So there's children there. There's other women there. It's a society that like people like, you know, they, they, they live there. Um, and I mean, they don't seem like bad people except for being cannibals, but like, how do you grade morality now? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like morality, the, the entire scope of morality has changed. Yeah. Even the people in Pittsburgh, even like, cause we talked about the people in Pittsburgh and when you hear them having conversations, they're not just like evil dudes. They're just, they're, this is how they survive in that society. It's you gross know? to think about, but it's something that's happened, you know, in real life with plane wrecks and stuff like that, where people have had to do what they had to do to survive. And it's, it's a scary thing to think about. Well, that's kind of the deal, right? It's like, you know, morality is a privilege. Yeah, well, and like there's been there's been tons of accounts of people who have had to burn bodies and they say the most disturbing thing about it is that it smells good. They're just oh, like yeah? yeah, and like it messes with their psyche bad. I can I can believe that. So I I do have a story. So one time like so the, the a lot of roads in Pennsylvania are just dark like pitch dark and you only have your headlights so i'm driving down a highway it's not lit very well and there's a dead deer in the road and my car jumps over it right it doesn't jump over it but i run over a dead buck it's big it's a big fucking deer probably did some damage to your car too those things can a bit of it so the fender of the car got messed up it got cracked but the underneath of the car was okay however it did tear the inside of the deer up like basically i had entrails 
underneath my car, you know, like, like, you know, going against the ground. Uh, there was deer bits in my radiator. Right. Mm-hmm. So for like the next week when I drove the car, Smell it like smelled barbecue. like barbecue. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> the next week when I drove the car, it smelled like barbecue. And then after that, that's when it started getting pretty bad. Because the thing is, like, you know, I'm not a mechanic. I don't have anything to lift my car up. I was living in an apartment complex at the time. And I lived on a hill on top of that. So I can't just jack my car up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so... After that, it actually, like, for a little bit, it started smelling real bad until the, the entrails got to a point where they just fell off, right? Uh, yeah. And then some other animal came and got it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> nature, people. <laughs> That's nature. Thanks, guys. <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, so, like I was saying, so now you're you're in this this town. You're trying to escape. So you're trying, you know, uh, there's people looking for you. You know, you're doing your stealth. You're doing your stealth kills. I don't think you actually have to fight. They don't force you into a fight unless you get caught. However, you make it into a... No, I don't want to call it... It's not a diner. It's actually a... I think it's like a steakhouse that you essentially make your yourself into. Yeah, like a, this, uh, like a steakhouse buffet type of deal. Like a big... Everybody's, like, been to one. But, like, it's a big thing. It looks like they have, like, a... They had a salad bar and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it looks like a buffet. Okay. Yeah, it looks like a buffet. Now, one thing I wanted to note is that you do hear the others talking about David without him around, and they're pissed that this happened. They're like, he should just let us kill her. This wouldn't be happening. He's like, you know, we I want to get this over with because as soon as it is, we're going to have a town meeting. So they do live in a democratic society. But uh, yeah, so you're in the, the steakhouse or the buffet. I think I'm pretty sure it's a steakhouse. Or it could be like a, like a roadhouse buffet, whatever. And David finds it's, it. And he says, yeah, so- but it's huge, though. You have to like. How many? Well, yeah, how many tables do you think were in there? Like a hundred? Oh God, I don't even know, man. I just knew it was big because it's for a boss fight. Like even the first time I played the game, the fact that they it's super quiet and how they have everything laid out, I'm like something is going to happen here, and I was kind of waiting for it to happen. And I go to try to leave, and boom, that's when David shows up. He's like, "Hey, you're just so easy to track, right?" And uh, you know, he locks the door. And I, th- I think he knocks something over as he's locking the door and it sets a fire. But he doesn't really pay, like, care too much about that. <laughs> Apparently, he wants to know, you know, how she got bit but hasn't turned. She, he's like, how'd you do it? Tell me how to do it. He's like, you know, you shook my faith for a little bit, uh, bit there because uh, I guess he doesn't think he's infected. He thought he might have been infected at first, but I guess he, he now he's like he doesn't think he's infected. Um, and he's trying to find her at this point. He is still not trying to kill her. Right? But he's he's in like a he's in like a psychotic f- like fit State. like yeah, a, yeah. like a that like he gets to rage but he's in like he's not to rage yet but he's definitely not thinking he's not acting like the character we have he met was before. from the beginning yeah. Right. And then now the thing about this part, you know, I mentioned earlier that when you were hunting that deer, if you stepped on a twig, the deer would hear it all around the um, steakhouse. We're just going to call it steakhouse all around the steakhouse. uh, There are broken plates on the ground. I remember. Okay. Golden Corral. There's no chocolate fountain now. So it's a sin. Um, (laughs) So every time if you step on a plate, he'll know where you are. 
And I remember that freaking me out the first time I played through it because, like, you you be trying to sneak behind him and not paying attention to the ground, and you step on a plate and just bam, turns right around, and there you are. So you know you have to basically have to sneak up behind him and stab him. You got to do it three times. So the first time you well, do it, and get this, I've watched like a couple. Uh, I've I've been watching a lot of like like Last of Us one stuff, right. and. It's something I never thought to do during this this like boss fight was pick up bottles and chuck them at his face and then run up and and stab him, which looks to be the much better call than sneaking up behind him, which is what I did every time. I, dude, I think I beat this boss fight in like three minutes, like <laughs> without doing that. Like the first, you know, the first time I fought him, I definitely it took me like ten minutes, you know, a couple tries, but. The first time you just duck down and he comes around and you stab him. And then after you stab him the first time, that's when he pulls out the machete. So that's when he's actually going to start attacking you if he gets close to you. But even that, so when that happened, and we're not talking about the most advanced AI here, I stab him. I run away a little bit. I get behind one of the counters. I can still see him because he's standing up. He goes to the right and then he comes back to the left a little bit and i just like turn around and i stab him again it gets interesting when he starts to hide and this is one of the advantages of the human enemies is that they can reduce the amount of noise that they make so not only does he hide but he doesn't make any noise either so now you can accidentally run into him which i did i actually i accidentally it was ran scary into as him. hell isn't it yeah i say uh, but you do have a little uh a bit of a chance to run away after he hits you. But what I ended up doing was if you can just stay away from him long enough and kind of know where he is in general facility, he goes to where he thinks you are. And then he just like, he sits there and he looks back and forth for a little bit. You can get behind him and stab him. So, uh, you know, he is talking during the event, but like, I don't, I don't know if it's anything of like really of, of consequence. He's just monologuing at this point, trying to freak you out. Uh, yep. Don't listen, folks. Don't listen. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so after this, you know, you, you and him get into a tussle. He ends up, you end up knocking each other out. Like, well, because he, he got stabbed again and he knocks you up against a um, a table. So you're both knocked out in a burning building. It switches back to Joel and you just basically do Joel things. You kill people, you know, you shoot him, you hit him with the bow, you suffocate him. Joel. Joel does find a uh a room like basically like a meat locker with a bunch of humans upside down they're being bled i'm not sure like uh, you're familiar how how they bleed out cows right it, or yep. i guess the livestock in general um i'm not i'm not a like expert at it but i, I know how it works um so it's the same thing they did with human and joel realizes what is going on he's like i gotta find ellie uh, he finds her backpack too but then he makes it out and finds the burning building you're back to Ellie. She's waking up. She sees uh, David's machete. She's trying to get to it, but David wakes up and he basically starts kicking her, right? And he's like, look, you know, I see that you keep trying, and he gets on top of her, and he, like, tells her to beg for her life. Yeah, he's done. She he's doesn't. Full psycho yeah. at this point. So what he does is he starts to strangle her. He tries trying to kill her, but she's able to reach the machete she hits him in the arm gets him off and then she chops him the fuck up like he, he has no i'm assuming he has no face at this point uh because she just starts laying into his face and joel gets in there just in time well not even just in time but he gets in there and pulls her off and tries to calm her down and she 
she's a wreck. You know, this is like, this is a, this is a big deal. This is a big emotional problem for her right now. Obviously. I mean, let's, let's, let's remember this guy just tried to kill her and eat her. <laughs> yeah. It's saying? been very, very traumatizing to say the very least. Very traumatizing, you know, and they leave the area and that's where that chapter ends. And the next place but, you are is you're in Salt Lake City. But go but ahead. Hold on. There's a real important part in that chapter. One so important that I actually played it over because I thought my audio had, had given out. Okay. When Joel finally calms her down, he's saying a whole bunch of stuff to her, but the audio cuts. You don't hear what what Joel says to her. And I thought this was a really interesting thing they did. They only did it once throughout the entire game. And they don't tell you what he says. And it's left up to you to think about what he says. What do you think Joel said right, right then? I'm, I'm not really sure. I mean, I, I just know they were trying to build the moment. I'm pretty sure he told her that, you know, he's dead. Everything's going to be okay. She's like kind of shaking her head like, yeah. And he's probably like, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> See, <laughs> you know? I think he told her something along the lines of, I will never leave you. We are together till the end. Like a whole bunch of like, like I think he finally comes clean there that he basically loves her. I don't know if he says, I, I, I love you, but I think at that point he's like, listen, I will always come for you. I will always be there. I think that's what he's saying in that moment, but they leave it up well, to yeah, interpretation. I mean, so I'm sure that's why they kind of left it blank to just kind of leave it up to, you know, up to your imagination. But yeah, that's where, that's where that ends. And that's where this episode is going to end because the next episode, we're actually going to be covering the bus depot. We're going to be covering the firefly lab. And then we're also going to be covering the epilogue, which actually it shouldn't, I don't think it's going to be that long of an episode because the only action part there is the firefly, uh, the firefly lab because the bus depot was just kind of, it's basically just trying to show you where Ellie's mood is or where her head is after all this has happened, because it's also more time has passed by. Like it's no longer the dead of winter. Now it's spring. And they went from Colorado to Utah. We'll see if it's actually a short episode because your feelings about Joel and my feelings about Joel are almost polar opposites. So it'll be, yeah. <laughs> it'll be interesting to talk that through and, uh, hash out right exactly so uh yeah that'll be on the next episode of we are survivors but we're done here for now and i just want to thank you guys for listening uh bob you want to tell them where they can find you yeah you can find me on twitter at blazon underscore bob that's b-l-a-z-z-i-n underscore b-o-b what about you Josh? And you can find me on twitter at jostradamus or you can also follow the mash network twitter uh, if you want to follow what's going on with the Mash Network or see what other type, what other shows we have, uh, you can also go to MashlessButtons.com and see all of our other shows. Uh, we'd love to have you join our Discord, which is Mash.gg/discord, and you can come in discuss The Last of Us. Uh, you know, you can tell us what you think. Uh, maybe Joel said in that part. Yes, tell us please. What you thought about I want to know <laughs> what everybody thinks because I just thought it was the coolest thing. It's just 
something they don't do throughout the entirety of the game. It's just that one spot. Super interesting to me. Could even be that they just lost the audio file and didn't, you know, you know, didn't bring the voice actor back in. I don't know. Or it could be that they're just trying to build a moment. That's also a possibility. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you can also reach out to us at uh, or on at email at contactthematch.gg or on Twitter with, with the Twitter accounts that we provided. Uh, if you enjoy the show, you want to help us out, you can share the show with others. And you can also rate and review the show on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, if you enjoy this show or maybe some of our other shows, you know, you enjoy the content for Mashless Buttons, you can actually support Mashless Buttons for as little as $1 a month uh, at patreon.com slash Mashless Buttons. And you can gain early access to content as well as exclusive content. So uh, that might be for you if you enjoy what we put out on the network. Uh, we also have a Teespring store, which is teespring.com slash store slash Buttons. And you can also support by giving us a Twitch sub at twitch.tv slash mash those buttons <laughs> and uh you know i encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear more about mashes buttons and that's it we're done for this episode we will see you on the next episode of we are survivors can't wait Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 